If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. We all know that Sky are going to put Michael Richards and Roy Keane in the, in the studio. Yep. So I want City to smash them. Oh no. If they do. I Roy want Ke- Roy Keane rants. Give yeah, me no. the Roy Keane rants. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. So we've had some uh, Premier League action this midweek. Not the most of entertaining match days yesterday, but um, definitely more entertaining on the Tuesday. So I guess it depends which side you're on. I mean, the top half of the table yesterday's games weren't really the best um crystal palace and manchester united played out a boring nil nil draw at selhurst park i mean oh he got an early run out already <laughs> it needed to because i mean that was three consecutive nil nil draws now for manchester united i need to say surely i cannot use that every single week I think you might have to at this rate with Man United, how they're playing. playing doing absolutely poorly again. I mean, they just did nothing the whole of that game. I mean, they sh- considering how bad Palace have been over the recent weeks, United should have won that game. But like Gary Neville says, Bruno's looking fatigued already and the team are just not what they need to be if they're trying to put up even a good battle against Leicester now in the Premier League. Because, I mean, admittedly they are still a point ahead of Brendan Rodgers' side, but you've got to start winning these games and it really is not looking good for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side no. recently. Is Gary Neville's exact words where you're sleepwalking into the top four battle. When yeah. It was only a couple of weeks ago that you were going to be the champions. Yeah, but what did I what did I say? I said at the time when United got first place, which was start of February, I believe, I said it's too early to talk about Man United being as champions. We know what Manchester United are like. And I've been proven right since saying that. The results have just faulted away and they're now 14 points behind Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. And the other teams... Uh, are closing in on them below. So they've got the hard task this weekend, which we'll get onto later on in the podcast, but they have to be winning these games. And it was absolutely a poor performance to see from uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side. Elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, this you, past... You scattered very quickly because I just want to talk about the best thing about the whole game. The weather? Yes, exactly. Because thank God the fog got worse. Because it stopped me from watching that crap. Yes, I mean, 
that was one of the foggiest games I have seen in a long time. It did seem to be quite badly. For more fog in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> fog over snow. Yes. The more boring games, they just have to have like a fog machine, an excessive fog machine in all four corners. Even when fans are allowed back in, and if it's a boring nil, it'll just pour on the fog so we don't have to watch it. Just, just call the guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, yesterday in the Premier League, Burnley and Leicester played out a one-one draw. Matej Vidra scored after four minutes for Sean Dyche's side before a wonder strike from Kalechi Ianacho. Just after the half-hour mark, uh, gave Brendan Rodgers his side at the point. Uh, credit to Burnley. They really held their own against uh, Leicester in this game and at times looked really good, you'd say. Yeah, typical. <laughs> it's just like they looked terrible one game and then you remember, oh wait, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, they can actually do some decent performances every now and again. Yeah. Just a small thing on Leicester. Was this the first sign that maybe the injuries are going to get to them? Yeah, I think that would definitely, uh, from how, like the early set off against Brighton and the uh, Burnley, should I say, and Vidra scoring so early on really just took them by surprise. And you're like, oh shit, this is be quite a hard time for us now with the amount of injuries we have sustained. But uh, currently they do have uh, a gap between themselves and West Ham, which is five points. Though the Hammers do have a game in hand because they... Are they playing today? Or... I'm not quite sure I've forgotten. No, they're not. So I don't know when West Ham's game in hand is going to be played. Because they're not playing this week. Um, Elsewhere, uh, yesterday's games... There was a shock on the cards at Bramall Lane as Sheffield Speaking United of barely beat, playing this week. <laughs> beat Aston Villa 1-0 thanks to a David McGoldrick goal on the half-hour mark. Though Villa, um, Sheffield United played the last half an hour of the game with 10 men after Phil Jagielka got sent off for a foul on Anwar El Ghazi, was it? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, he's absolutely dominated them. You didn't steady on. It wasn't domination. <laughs> I wonder what I was watching. I mean, we said you would struggle without Jack Grealish, and you kind of did against uh, Leeds United. But you've got to be beating Sheffield United, surely. Oh yeah, but it's another case of the Villa charity striking. Mm. Take from the rich and give back to the poor. Mm. We're just average. Average yeah. in terms of the top level that we want to aim for, I guess. But what's disturbing is the lack of a plan B or the quick reaction to make it a sub. Yeah, We I should mean, have made that double substitution we did the second the red card was made. Yeah, so about 10 minutes earlier then. Yeah, well, we had so many chances that we just missed as well. Look, it didn't dominate because I wouldn't go that far. But we weren't awful. Mm. There was one, Troy, bless him. I don't, I don't know how he could look so bad at times, but yet amazing in others. Like he had one moment where he was surrounded by four of them. He's took mm. every single one of them on, and then he's through pretty much, and he just misses for about eight yards. <laughs> oh, is the hard part, man? Sometimes they do, everyone does. Their hard part, but the execution is uh, what lets them down. And just the word, oh, I think the red card slightly evened itself out. We should have probably had a penalty. 
Mm. I, mean, I didn't actually think he was a red card. I thought it was quite harsh on him. I don't I think, think he's the last man. I don't think he's because he's the last man. I think it's because the other centre-back or other defender has quite a bit of travel to do to get over if to Alcazi. If it was the second yellow, I would have said, yeah. But they all graded it, which meant to go, no. I don't think that's worth it enough. Mm, I th- it's definitely arguable, but I don't think it would be one that Chris Wilder side will be appealing, I think. Or if they did, I don't think there's enough to justify it being changed. I don't think you can plot an Australia red. I think you might be able to. Yeah. And then. But, uh, but, but hey, I didn't want to play in the UEFA Cup Conference in Toto Winners League anyway. I told you yesterday, it's the UEFA Conference League. I couldn't give a shit what it's called. Conference, whatever you just said. Get it right for fuck's sake. You never know, in 12 months' time, we could be going to the final of that. God. <laughs> so, genuinely, I actually Googled it, and I think the final's in, like... No, I forgot. It's so... I'm going, I'll keep going, I will get this. Okay, uh, on Tuesday, Pep Guardiola's side continued their phenomenal season and run uh, with a 4-1 victory over Nuno Espirito Santos or Rampton Wanderers. Leander Dendonka scored an own goal after 15 minutes before Conor Cody equalised for Wolves after the hour mark and then City scored three goals in the last 10 minutes to pile on the misery for Wolves with Gabby Jesus scoring a brace and Riyad Mahrez scoring in between. Um, It's now... 21 league games unbeaten and 28 games in all competitions, I think that is. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's more surprising. Their, their win streak or where the 20, or where next year's Europe Conference League finalists. We'll get back into that in a second. So, um, another phenomenal performance from Pep Guardiola's side. Um, absolutely class in the final 10 minutes, uh, got the job done. Um, credit to Wolves for staying in for, for so long, but yeah, it, is it the Wolves? What a Wolves already touches in the penalty area was their goal, yeah. Yeah, she's quite crazy. Credit to them. They didn't attack her, yeah. But you always know that they managed to hold on to 1 1 4, they were 1 0 down for a very long time, yeah. But for the but they for 20 minutes they kept it level, but. Uh, the final 10 Man City just turned into another gear and that's a sign of a good team that looked like champions Can can Wolves fans complain because I don't know if you saw the second goal Dendonka just turns his back on the line No I definitely can't complain I think it's poor You've got to go for that as a defender though surely yeah. You can't be turning your back oh, I, I hate when You're players You're the last line of defence I hate when players do that anyway turn their back just it's, I'll take give him the second own goal for that Yeah just take it in the face or in the stomach. Yeah, it might hurt, but you're going to prevent the goal from going in. The Portuguese are sensitive. Oh, true. Oh, I just uh, his Portuguese people. <laughs> no, because we all know they are anyway, and that whole team is Portugal FC. Um, yep, so City remain atop of the league, and uh, as we said, we've got a 14-point gap between them I'm and not Manchester. I'm sure he's Spanish, I'll have you now. Mm, no one really cares about him. He's just baby or your... It's next door to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so it makes no difference. Um, at the time we're recording, we're, ha- we're doing this before uh, three other games today. So we've got Fulham versus Tottenham at six o'clock, West Brom versus Everton at the same time, and then the big one at quarter past eight as Liverpool take on Chelsea. Um, good games to look for. Well, I say good games only. Chelsea versus Liverpool, which could be interesting. The other games, you'd expect Spurs and Everton to win quite comfortably. 
if Chelsea win that game tonight, that would put Thomas Tuchel in a pretty respectable category. That would him over be him overcoming a pretty major hurdle, even given Liverpool's fall. Yeah, I mean, a win tonight would see them jump into the top four and be only three points behind Leicester City with victory tonight. Was I mean, Liverpool could also jump into the top four with a win. Uh, they would go in by a point over West Ham. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a hard task for Liverpool because, like you said, Tuchel's got Chelsea playing so well and they just look like a completely different team under Tuchel think, compared to the Lampard. They just seem more organised. Yeah. I know their defence is still prone to the odd mistake, but they're not being punished, really. Mm-hmm. He seems to have gotten very well drilled compared to how it was under Lampard. Yeah. I can only criticise him for his disrespect of the great Tammy Abra. <laughs> uh, so jumping back to that uh, internet, making me calling it the wrong name, the Yoiva Conference League. <laughs> Where's that final oh, being held then? What of us? <laughs> <laughs> so what was, was you asking me? <laughs> yeah, where's the final being held? Okay, where do you think... Tirana is. It's in Albania. Last time I checked. Yeah, it's the capital of Albania. <laughs> it's the final of that's been held in Albania. Yep. I mean, no offense to Albania, but it's not the first place you put a final of a Europe of a major European competition. Where the, where's the Champions League in Europa League being held the next season? The final. I've no idea, but if you want to start googling that one as well. <laughs> It's not important, but Jesus, work that is uh, very strange. Um, we do have a full slate of Premier League fixtures to look forward to this weekend, starting at half past 12 between Burnley and Arsenal at Turf Moor. Then at three o'clock is Sheffield United versus Southampton. At half past five is the West Midlands derby as Aston Villa entertain Wolverhampton Wanderers. At eight o'clock... Brighton take on Leicester and then on Sunday we have West Brom versus Newcastle, Liverpool versus Fulham, the Manchester Derby at half past four from the Etihad Stadium, uh, London Derby at quarter past seven as Tottenham play Crystal Palace and then Monday is Chelsea versus Everton and West Ham versus Leeds. I think actually just about Champions League final, this is 2022. Yeah. Right. So Champions League is in St. Petersburg. Okay, not bad, for sure. And this is almost perfect for a certain club because the 2022 Europa League final is in Seville. <laughs> oh God! If they don't win that, if they go to, if they re, if they get into that and don't win it, then that is the biggest uh, shame ever. Um. Yep. Yeah, so looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures, Burnley Arsenal. You never know. It's this. For some reason, I can just see. This is going one of two ways. Arsenal will play excellently like they did the other uh, week against Leeds United when they got the result. Or this will go back to Arsenal of old and they've been really poor and Burnley will end up walking away with a victory. Hmm. With it being at Turf Moor, it's going to be a case of where Arsenal can break him down. Yeah. It will be similar to how it was against us, I'd gather. Oh, 100%. I mean, Sean Dyche always sets his teams up really well at home and it is hard for any team to go there and get a victory. 
Then the three o'clock uh, Sheffield United Southampton. This is a game Sheffield United will definitely be looking as a place that they can get uh, three points, considering how bad Southampton have been in recent week. Well, since their victory at Liverpool, they haven't won in the league. So uh, this is definitely one for Sheffield United to give them a bit of confidence. I mean, I think Chris Wilder has even said himself that he's resigned that they are going to get relegated, but they can go out with a bit of pride and definitely victory isn't uh, ruled out for him this weekend. Mm. You're right on that. And with, just a bit with Southampton as well, because you've seen this table, do they really need to start looking deeply over their shoulder? Oh, 100%. They really there's, do. There's seven points off the relegation. And like we said, Fulham are starting to slowly come into a bit of form. And the other teams around them aren't doing too bad. I'd say f- between themselves and Fulham, at the moment, they're playing the worst, you've got to say, out of the uh, four teams around them. I guess between 14th and 18th, they're the worst performing. By the yeah. But uh, you'd, you'd still back up to get out of that. Yeah. Otherwise, that is a drop of mammoth proportions. Oh yeah, if if oh, it's that... already a drop of my performance. They were top of the league like October, was it? <laughs> yeah, I think if Southampton was it, this... is that is that that tweet or the the merch that Southampton put out? Yes, it's like, oh, that that is a future images that proceed. Unfortunately, <laughs> mm. I'm going to say this as a big if now. If Southampton go down. I think that'll be the end of Hassan Hootel's time at St Mary's well, if they to, go down. If he's masterminded now, a relegation, your, your job's untenable. Yeah. From the position they were in last season to today's date, his incredible downfall at St Mary's. And I wouldn't even be surprised, even if they do stay up, if he does get the uh, sack or moved on from uh, the results. It depends how badly it finishes. If they don't pick a win soon, then it does that really start asking that question. Yeah, because, I mean, after this week against Sheffield United, they play Man City next week. Then they've got the big one against Brighton uh, mid-March. The game against Tottenham has been rescheduled. And then they've got Burnley and West Brom uh, just before... So we get six pointers in there. They've wow, I they've so then after that West Brom game, they've got Crystal Palace, Leicester, Liverpool, Fulham, Leeds, and West Ham. So they've pretty much got to face everyone around them, yeah, everyone around them, and then Liverpool, Leicester, and uh, Man City, as well as whenever the Spurs fixture is rescheduled. So, four teams that are trying to get top four, and Man City obviously trying to win the league, and then everyone else around them is their remaining fishes, which isn't ideal. Oh, and that defeat would all certainly suck them in. Yeah. Uh, next up at half past five is the Midlands derby between Villa and Wolverhampton Wanderers at Villa Park. Um, I mean, this would be a first league double for Villa since the 2003-04 campaign after uh, Aston Villa won the reverse fixture 1-0 back in December. you got to do you have much faith going into it? Oh, yeah. I'm not like most people where 
at the end of last night, you know, in the heat of the moment, just forgetting the perspective again of how our season has gone. I'm, I'm just hoping our, our captain, our captain, is back. <laughs> yes. Um, there's no news as of time recording whether Grealish is going to be fully fit, though. I'd expect that news to come out maybe you know tomorrow. With him. It's eerily similar to the last one. Yeah. About two years ago, they it was... I can't remember what he was. He, he was just... I think it was like a lower ankle, but he was having like almost similar to now. Just issues with it, and he was... Like he was walking fine. But mm. he just wouldn't play. And then we didn't see him until like March. You just got to hope. Eh? But when he came back last time, we went on a time game winning streak, so... Fingers crossed for something similar when he comes back uh, soon. Hopefully it will be uh, sooner rather than later for Aston Villa. In fairness, I'm intrigued to see how this game goes. Wolves are happy to defend a bit more. Mm. And I'd be more intrigued to see how we line up. Yeah. I'm not even too sure what I would expect from this game. I, I, I always wouldn't be surprised at nil nil. Yeah, it's one of them where really, that, that score is without Grealish. If Grealish is in, I think we should be winning. It depends how long he to, uh, plays for. It's just hard for us to get the mindset of thinking right. We will win this game without him in it. Mm. Like, we're not a one man team. No, but. I don't know much, but Going forward, he just offers that extra beat. Yeah, and he attracts more defenders onto him, which allows like your other attacking players to have more freedom on the pitch. And really, our wingers aren't good enough to take the game by the scruff of the neck on their own and do stuff. No, and I don't think many Villa fans would say that they were. Uh, the final game, Brighton versus Leicester on Saturday. I mean, again, this is another boat for Leicester, similar to their game uh, last night against Burnley. A fully fit squad, you'd say, yeah, they can comfortably win this, but, I mean, you never know. But then again, Brighton and scoring goals is another factor. So, nil-nil then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is always typical of Brighton, this one. Yeah. Wouldn't be hit. It wouldn't actually be too surprising if you did see, like, oh, this is the one game where Brighton do actually convert their uh, shots this season, this game, sorry. Which, uh, go on. No, carry on. I was, I was going to skip, but carry on. Um, I've just had a quick look. The Brighton are winless in all seven of their Premier League meetings with Leicester drawing two, losing five, failing to score on five occasions in this run. So, and... Leicester have won both occasions that the two teams have met this season. They won 3-0 in the reverse fixture at the King Power Stadium and then won 1-0 in uh, the FA Cup as well. So, I mean, you got the odds there are in Leicester's favour, but with the injuries that they have sustained, you got to say it's going to be a lot closer than what we have previously seen between the two sides. Mm, yeah. Should we, just, should we just get to the Manchester Derby now? Yeah, because there's no point going over the rest of the games beforehand. Because, I mean, West Brom Newcastle, it's going to be a boring game. Well, the, can I actually just one last thing with that? Have you seen all the stuff with Bruce and Matt Ritchie? 
Yeah, there was apparently a heated argument at training over the last few days, and Richie has since apologised for it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Just not the potato head down. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not asking for violence. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it was on the night football that Carragher analysed it. No, I didn't see. It, it was the Wolves got like Richie's come on. Yeah. I don't know if it was, it was one of the coaches, not Bruce, who relates to Richie to obviously tell someone else. But Rat Richie just didn't do that. So literally, like, a couple of weeks after the sub, they scored. Yeah. And you could tell the person who was obviously told to be playing at right back, I think it was Jacob Murphy, I think he was. Mm-hmm. But, like, Isaac Hayden has realised, actually, I'm always supposed to have been told something to go back and defend. So it seemed that Scott back, and obviously he's not watching Nevis. Yeah. Well, there's no one covering the right back, so Nevis could just run in and head the ball in. And then it was Bruce. That you could see him all like, what the hell? How's that happened then? And everyone's like, so it was the, mm. the visible confusion. Steve Bruce. <laughs> uh, like you said, we have the Manchester Derby to look forward to on Sunday at half past four. Um, Apparently, David De Gea is set to miss this game and the next uh, five to six games for Manchester United as he's set to return to Spain. As his Are you really six... upset by that? Uh, yeah, not too much. But uh, there's the future. Yeah. However, though, I mean, looking at current form with the two teams, you've got to say. Man City are definitely the favourites and should have a lot of confidence to go in this game and uh, win it. Even in Man City's form, they're in the half four kickoff or roll nothing out. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't surprise me if it ended nil now. Remember the last one? <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, God. It's written in it. Really? There's Boston for six extra prediction. <laughs> That's the problem with the 4.30 kickoffs. They aren't usually the most entertaining games. Um, Fair enough, we bought a tyre on the comms. <laughs> stop, stop slagging off Martin Tyler, he's a good commentator. He's a good commentator, but it, it's just his tone sometimes. <laughs> Doesn't keep you awake. He used up all so. his energy in 2012 when he screwed Aguera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, he peaked with Martial. <laughs> Yes, well, and when he goes, Anthony Martial, welcome to Manchester. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> Both him and Martial. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, for me, City favourites, even though it's the 430 kickoff, and I wouldn't be surprised if they run out uh, winners. For reactions, that because we all know that Sky are going to put Michael Richards and Roy Keane in the, in the studio. Yep. So I want City to smash them. <laughs> Oh no! If they do, I Roy want Roy Keane rants. Give yeah, me no, the Roy Keane rants. I think you would actually kill Mika Richards. He killed Jamie Redknapp. Oh yeah. The way he went at him last week. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can't help but love Roy Keane with some of the stuff he comes out with. Um, the other big fixture we have to look forward to this weekend is on Monday night between Chelsea and Everton at six o'clock at Stamford Bridge. Um, depends on how the result goes tonight against Liverpool. I think even heading into this one, they're going to have a bit of confidence. Uh, they definitely look more capable of getting a result against an Everton side uh, than what they probably would have done in the past under Lampard. But 
again, you never can write off uh, Carlo Ancelotti's side. And for me, I, I don't know what to expect from that one. Again, either side winning it late on wouldn't really surprise me. And then the final game, West Ham versus Leeds, uh, to round off the weekend. Uh, well, you'd expect Leeds to win this 1-0 so they can get their goal difference back to zero. Just know they're fucking winning this, don't you? <laughs> Just know they are. <laughs> no, West Ham should win it. Yeah. But Leeds will win. <laughs> 1-0. Just so they can get their goal difference back to zero. Um, elsewhere in the world of... Uh, men's football over in La Liga this weekend. On Friday, Valencia take on Villarreal at 8 o'clock. And then on Saturday, Osasuna play Barcelona, whilst Elche play Sevilla. And then it's the big one on Sunday afternoon at 3.15 in the UK. It is the Madrid derby from the Wanda Metropolitano as Atletico host Zidane Zidane's Real side, which is going to be a very, very good watch. I have a feeling. Oh, you hope so. Well, yeah. To be fair, it doesn't usually disappoint the Madrid derby. Even with Atletico style. Yeah. It's somewhat more entertaining than what you have like for the big games over here in England. Then in the Bundesliga this weekend, Borussia Mönchengladbach play by Leverkusen on Saturday afternoon as well as... Freiburg taken on RB Leipzig. And then it's the Klassica at half past five on Saturday as Bayern Munich take on Borussia Dortmund. Um, I don't know whether Jadon Sancho is going to be fully fit for this game as uh, him and Rafa Guerrero went off uh, with injuries uh, in their midweek game. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there, though uh, they expect it to be like game day decisions for Dortmund. It feels as if they would just put him in anyway. Mm. And then on, uh, oh, sorry, not on, in Italy this weekend, Juventus take on Lazio on Saturday evening, Roma play Genoa, Hellas Verona take on AC Milan, and league leaders Inter Milan play on Monday night against Atalanta, which should be a very good game between the two sides as uh, Atalanta are uh, definitely a good side to watch. Right, and I'll hand over to you now for the Predictions League. Otherwise known as the weekend where you will finally reach the centurion mark. Hopefully. You always get zero. (laughs) But I mean, Uh, I only got one point last week. I'm looking at this week, you should at least get one. Okay. Okay, so a lot of Premier League games were quite open this week. We just seem to refuse now to go against our own teams mm-hmm. which limits our options dramatically <laughs> uh, first one Sheffield United against Southampton uh, I think the Saints should are going to win this one uh, 1-0 I'll go 1-1 I'll go one, one. ok so for game 2 we have Brighton versus Leicester. Um, I think Leicester should win this 2-0. I'll say 0-0. Wow. Bold. Oh, no. <laughs> Game three and the final one from uh, England. We have the battle of the two 
old masters of their craft. Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs. It's weird because I'm also thinking of the game from earlier this season. 2-0 Tottenham. Okay. And the three European games we have? Of course, one of them is De Classica. Mm -hmm. Bayern versus BVB. Um, I think Bayern will win this 3-2. Stop with the... Oh, stop. I don't want to get the same scores as you. You're allowed to? No, they said it did 3 2. No way. This ends 3 0 Bayern. 3 0 to Bayern. Actually, oh. Can I say 3 1 instead? 3 1. 3 1, okay. I, I completely like, ignored the fact that Haaland will just score anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just written in the rules. He, he's going to score. Uh, the second year of Wait, You got that down as 3 1 Bayern, right? Yeah, 3 1 to Bayern. I didn't say Bayern. I don't have to tell you. Like I meant to, but I just didn't say a team. Yeah, I know who you meant. Don't worry. So second game, travel to Turin. Juventus versus Lazio. Um, I think Juve win this two-one. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I'll also say two-one to Juve. Okay, and then the final game this weekend. Of course, it's the Madrid derby. Uh, Atleti versus Real. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I think. Oh, oh, one nil to Atleti. Oh, you see, sort of a. Oh, I wanted to say that as well. <laughs> I didn't think you'd say that. Yeah, 1-0, let's go. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tightly fought game for me. So, a uh, reminder heading into this weekend, Brad is on 73 points and I am still on 99. So hopefully this weekend I can finally break the three-figure barrier and get to 100 points, hopefully. So I'm on a streak. Jesus. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch calling this a streak, but... Uh... Yes. Uh, right, now into the world of women's football. Uh, yesterday, Chelsea and Manchester City played in the Champions League with both teams winning. Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid 2-0 uh, thanks to Fran Kirby and Amara Mialda penalty despite Sophie Ingle getting sent off for Emma Hayes' side in the opening 12 minutes. And uh, shout out to Anna Katrinberger who saved two penalties from Atletico Madrid. And Manchester City beat Fiorentina 3-0 thanks to Lauren Hemp um, oh, I've got the other goal scorers Sam Mewis and da, 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 my third goal scorer has gone out of my head I'm talking about Man City now aren't they? yeah yeah no I don't know then. <laughs> who scored the Ellen White that was it it's because um, Ellen White and Lauren Hemp literally scored two minutes apart in the opening four minutes so if I knew it was, I could have very easily given you a clip. Just on a Zoom call, just... <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, good leads for the English WL sides heading into 
next week's second legs. Um, we also have news that the Women's FA Cup will commence again at the end of this month uh, with Premier League teams and Championship teams to come into it in the fourth round. So that will be the weekend of... That is the weekend of 18th of April. So uh, the very first round will be played, or the first round proper is 31st of March, 4th of April for the second round. Yeah, 4th of April. I thought I said 4th of March in my head for a second then, which is today. Uh, 4th of April for the second round, the 11th of April for the third round, and then the fourth round, 18th. And then the quarters, finals, and uh, semifinals will take place uh at Wembley Stadium and will be played into next season. And uh, for the games this weekend in the WSL, we have again a full slate to look forward to. Uh, starting off Sunday midday is Man United versus Aston Villa at Lee Sports Village. Then Man City versus Everton, Brighton and Hove Albion versus Tottenham, Birmingham City versus Arsenal, which take places at St George's Park. West Ham versus Chelsea, and then on Monday night at quarter past eight is Bristol City versus Reading. Uh, that is all the Women's Super League stuff uh, all wrapped up. Right. Um, anything else from around the world of football that we may have missed over the last few days or that you can think of? Not that I can think of, but I'm more surprised you didn't say any more for any more again. Well, I thought I'd change it up. Oh, yeah. You don't change up a catchphrase. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there is any more for any more, actually. And there isn't. We're just we're stalling now. Is what is happening. Yes. So uh, we'll be back as always at the start of next week to look back at the weekend's fixtures. Hopefully, there is a good heap of action to look back on and some talking points that aren't VAR or referee related. Um, Just one week about the fucking tumbleweed sound effect, please. <laughs> Hopefully as well. So yeah, we'll be back on um, Monday or Tuesday whenever we get it out. Until then, make sure you like, comment and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter as well, uh, where you can keep up to date with our podcast and any other news stories. Oh, and wait, did that news come out on... I've just remembered about uh, England planning to host the World Cup. Was that Monday or Tuesday? I believe it was Monday when you put it out, but it was obviously Tuesday that it mainly circulated because it was a Monday night for some reason it came out. Yes. So terrible Mon- time to bring it. It's so it can get into the papers. Well, yeah. That's, um, that's well, very Boris. That's very Boris. Yeah. Um, so if you missed it, we did an article uh, earlier on in the week talking about uh, Boris Johnson announcing that the four United Kingdom nations and the Republic of Ireland are planning to put in a bid next year to host the World Cup in 2030. Um, no idea how that will go about with the, it being five nations. I mean, it seems extreme with the 2026 one being in three nations. So... It being across you five, you've got to think about that five nations, there's only one stadium really. Any money, two maybe Scotland, well, but probably only one elsewhere. You think about it, two, I can think of. You'd but use the two, the two Scotland ones are pretty obvious, Hamden and I, I guess you have to do well. 
This is oh, this is going to oh, this is going to cause problems, isn't it? <laughs> Celtic Park, Celtic or Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> then you, you say Celtic because it's a bigger capacity. But yeah. could do the job just as well. But, yeah. Wales, you'd use the Millennium Stadium or whatever Prince it's Palace called now. Stadium. Yeah, it's millennium. always the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, and uh, in Republic of Ireland, you can use um, Aviva Stadium. Yeah. Aviva Stadium, and Repu- uh, Northern, you could use Windsor Park. It's it's a small stadium, there, Windsor Park. Yeah, but I know they just get done up recently. I think they would use they, West Ham. They, they, what they take into consideration, like capacity, being in like FIFA regulations, and also transport links. Yeah, that's why I think it sh- if it, if it was to be it would make more sense if it was like a three nation bid between England, Scotland and Wales. So then you don't obviously have to do the flight so across to Ireland or ferry across to Republic of Ireland would even come into the conversation if it's a UK one. Well that it's been announced as they plan on doing it the Republic of Ireland as well. Oh, yeah. But, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, it, for me just I only bring that up because Dodd's sense about Villa Park they want him but potential upgrades in case it was chosen because yeah. there's always a did talk going around of stadium developments for the park and all that mm. but we in terms of midlands clubs it would be between us leicester and derby yeah <laughs> what would you want to go derby <laughs> yeah it's not a stadium you would want to go to the i pro would you not want to go villa park Exactly. Um, yep. So, games. <laughs> uh, yeah. So make sure you check out that article. And we're right um, next to a tri station. True. Uh, apart that from that, a lovely place. Would you shut up for a second? I'll give it. I'm lying out reasons, Boris. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, because Boris Johnson's going to listen to this. Plus, you never know. I don't think it will be held over here in the UK. I think it'd be somewhere. I think Spain and Portugal are planning to do a joint bid as well. As I've seen, but I read it, it has to be European because the next to Asian America, Americas, it would have to be a Europe, Europe or Africa. I don't know. Depends who comes in. Sounds African bits. I think I saw it was. Uh, you always get Cam- Morocco in there, don't you? It was either Morocco or Cameroon that were planning on doing uh, a bid for it. Um, Cameroon and Egypt. I mean, it'd make no sense to them. It sense for the 100th anniversary of the tournament to be in the home of football. Yeah. So, um, so conf- what we have for that 2030 bid as confirmed plans to bid is Morocco with potential of Algeria and Tunisia joining them. Uh, Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay and Chile as a joint bid. Romania, Greece, Bulgaria and Serbia as a joint bid. Spain and Portugal as a joint bid, then expressed interest bidding. I don't know. Um, Cameroon solely hosting it, as well as Egypt solely hosting it. A combined of just Cameroon solely hosted it. I don't know. But obviously, I can't like put our position. It doesn't seem like that at all. No. Um, a confirmed or a combined bid of Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru, and then obviously the United Kingdom and Republic of Ireland as well. So, uh, yeah, it won't be until next year anyway, like late next year when the it will be announced as the host and uh, bidding can begin. 
because it's always eight years before the tournament starts anyway. So that would obviously be in next year. Um, until Monday, make sure... It's okay, we're going to get the next year, is anyway. This year's year, I was about to say. Is that to say the next year's Well, from what the UEFA are saying, they still want it held across the 12 nations. Well, this is all now, they've seen that Dublin and Ireland might get... Dublin, Dublin and Scotland might now get removed. Yeah, because of not being able to get fans in place. Even though they're probably following the same timetable as England. Yeah. Because they have their own separate... It's because they have their own governments, that's why. Yeah, like I know. Their just... parliaments. Yeah, but it's not too dissimilar. Yeah. Um. Yep, so we'll be back at the start of next week to review the weekend's games. Have we games. really just managed to drag out another five minutes of conversation? <laughs> well, yes, because we forgot to mention it, that's why. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, I'm always lucky. Um. Yep, so we'll be... Like I said, for the third time now, we'll be back next week to review all the games. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to. And we'll see you soon. And it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad. No tumbleweed sound effect. No tumbleweed sound effect. No tumbleweed sound effect. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>